More Than Words, Episode 8. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name's Julie Adams, and I'm here with our youth pastor, Pastor Wes Hillis. Hello. Hi. How's it going, Pastor Wes? Good. How are you? Awesome. Yeah? Yes. Awesome. That's good to hear. And it is... Yeah. Oh, I'm a, we're recording this after lunch, oh. and I don't know if people get this too, but after lunch, I'm the most ready for a nap. Yeah. Like, well, it's your body's like, okay, I'm just going to take a break now. And, you know, I think yeah. they do it right in some other countries where after lunch, they have like a little siesta. A little what? A siesta. Describe that for us. <laughs> what, is, what, what do they do? <laughs> they go and like lie down and have a nap oh, okay. in their hammock. I thought a siesta was a party. That's a fiesta. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. All right. <laughs> we might be multi-generational, but I don't know if we're multilingual we're around here. We're definitely not. I barely can keep up with one language. <laughs> no, they do. That's often, that's pretty common to have a, and like hmm. even kids, they have a nap after lunch, right? Oh, I would love to have a nap. Yeah. But I think in, in other countries too, like some, some other countries, I think works systems are a lot better than ours. Like in Europe, especially Nordic countries, they have four-day work weeks, three-day mm, weekends. Yeah. I actually find that people are more productive in those four days because you have to get things done. Yeah. And it's actually, people are generally... Maybe a little more focused work and we kind of drag it out here a little bit more. Yeah, people yeah. are generally happier, apparently, in those countries. Hmm. Well, I guess that's your definition of happy, I don't know, or what you're used to. Oh, they just asked people, what's your general level of happiness? Like they took a census and... Hmm. Yeah, then some of the Nordic countries like Sweden or Denmark or those places are actually some of the highest rated. Wow. And a lot of people say it's because of work. Sounds so. like we need a field trip. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think Switzerland's a wonderful idea. Oh, yes, chocolate. I love chocolate and mountains. Oh, yes. We should go there someday. <laughs> Switzerland would be wonderful. I think 2025 would be a glorious year to go to Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. Great year. Great year. You're funny. I know. So, <laughs> if you're wondering what that's about, BIC is there's 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 a conference, a big conference not, in Switzerland. It's not a BIC one. No, I'm sorry. Okay, it's Anabaptist. Oh um, yes. So it's like a big Anabaptist convention. Essentially, it's 500 years of Anabaptist tradition coming together and celebrating it, but also doing a bunch of different like learning opportunities and yeah. conference things and coming together. So yeah. In Switzerland in, in Switzerland, 2025. In 2025. So. so yeah, you know. <laughs> it's a dream it's a dream it is such a dream i'd love to just go to europe anytime i love europe so much i want to go we live in a beautiful world you've been to europe haven't you i have i've been to france actually when i was in high school i did an exchange there for three months Mm -hmm. carrie and i went to hungary Mm. um just for seven seven days ten days um just visiting some family that were international teachers over there oh cool yeah it was really cool we stayed right in the city which was nice nice um we were very close to Margaret Bridge, which is right close to... So in on the Danube, the river that runs through um, Budapest, mm-hmm. there's an island in the middle of the river. It is a massive river. It's just, it's like if you were to take... What's the river that goes through Dunville? Grand River? Mm-hmm. Expand that like three times and that's the size oh, of the wow. Danube. Like it's massive. Like yeah. ships come through it and it's... Oh, it's huge. Oh, it's huge. And so in this on, on this river, there's this island... They've entirely dedicated to sports. Oh, so fun. there's walking trails, there's bike trails, there's yeah. everything, there's volleyball court, like just all over. It's just a massive island of just 
sports stuff and it was so cool oh that sounds like fun yeah it was a lot of fun and just i i don't know i just i like the culture a lot in europe yeah i find it's it's i don't know it's different also they have mm-hmm. more history more architecture more yeah it's fancy cool. looking buildings there are a lot of places i'd like to visit yeah all right send us your top 10 list of places you would like yeah. to visit what's your suggestion or tell us yeah so Today, we're continuing on with our series. We're not going to talk about Europe the whole time. We probably could. <laughs> we probably could. Probably could. So, but we're going to continue on. Um, so last week, we talked about, um, you know, Cain and Abel and kind of the gifts they presented to God. But now we're going to go a little further. We're going to talk about the conversation God actually has with Cain. So this is Genesis 4, um, verses 6 to 7. And this is what it says. It says, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. So after God kind of says no, kind of says no to his offering, Cain begins to pout. Mm-hmm. You no, know, much like someone who's been like a young kid has been told no. Um, Cain becomes angry and makes a face, and you know he sulks off. Um, and what happens next? really big for us to recognize and it reveals the very character of god even though you know cain who has made this mess of things and even though it's cain who has turned his back on god god still goes after cain mm-hmm. he still goes into cain and you know it attempts to reconcile a relationship with cain notice who who does all the talking in these verses you know cain never actually speaks in this but it is god who does all the work you know god personally and intimately goes directly after cain not his parents so Cain doesn't scrub and God then goes to Adam and be like, guys, what's going on here? You didn't teach him properly. This yeah. needs to be better. But no, he goes directly to Cain to warn him of what is lying in wait. If he doesn't turn from his path, he's heading down. He pursued him. He pursued him. Oh, it's, I love that. Yeah. And we can learn from this beautiful truth of God actually pursuing us is that God is a God of second chances. And so, third and, and fourth and fifth. Constantly. <laughs> so Cain, unfor- unfortunately, he doesn't choose to turn back on God. No, but if, if he would have, God would not have made his return a difficult one. Mm-hmm. Like the return wasn't difficult. You know, Jesus told a story um, in which a son, uh, the prodigal son, where the son demanded money uh, for his inheritance as, the father, as if his father had died even though his father was alive. Um, and with the money in his hand, he walked away from his home, bound to live a life all by himself, you know, it doesn't take long for all his money to be spent, and his son to hit rock bottom, penniless, the son decides to head back home, planning to beg for a servant's role in his father's house. But since he no longer deserves, because he feels that he no longer deserves the title of son, mm-hmm. but to his surprise, before he's even able to get a word, you know, groveling out to his dad, this is how his father reacts. This is Luke 15, 20. He says, so he returned, to, he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, the father saw him coming, Filled of love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. Most understand the story of prodigal son when actually it's a wonderful tale of a father full of forgiveness. Mm, yeah. It's actually a father full of forgiveness. And it paints a precious picture for for who God is. And is that God is one that stands with his arms open wide, you know, waiting to actually welcome us back, waiting for us to actually be with him. So if Cain would have heeded God's intervention and turned back to, you know, turned back to him, the way the prodigal you know son did he could have experienced the warm embrace of god's second chances and the same is true for us you know there'll be times like the prodigal son when 
we wander off on our own when we 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 feel like oh, i got this i can do this like yeah. you know, we got that bit of pridefulness and it's like boastfulness and we're like i oh, try and take the wheel back <laughs> we try and take the wheel back absolutely and you know we make mistakes but we must never forget that when we come to our senses god is not waiting to scold us mm-hmm. god's not a god of waiting to scold us and i think honestly i think that's been really mistranslated that god is yes i think i think through there's a period in north american christianity it was kind of just fire and brimstone yes and i think that really painted a picture that still impacts people today about god and saying that if you mess up god's just gonna scold like you're just gonna you're just gonna feel it smite you he's gonna smite you yeah which is not the character Mm -mm. of god that we see at all and the character of god we actually see is like we've said here like the father who sees his son coming down the road and runs to him and embraces him and just holds him and just is so full of joy and celebrates that god actually pursues us and wants to be with us not to get us in trouble but rather to celebrate that we are with him to live Mm -hmm. life to to enjoy to show compassion to lavish this love onto us and so what i'm wondering is you know how does it actually relate to us today and we've all done things in our lives where we wish we could take back you know bad things have happened or we're just like i just messed that up and some of us you know react well especially when we were kids let's bring it back to when we were kids yeah if we mess up we screw up and we we kind of like almost headed from our parents we're just like oh no yeah i've done something wrong i remember what did i do i oh easy example okay Okay. everybody in their life has experienced this i'm sure of i'm ready your mom in the morning yeah tells you hey take the meat out of the freezer oh yep Mm mm-hmm and my mom my mom got off work at like 4 30 ish so she get home around five Five o'clock hits. I'm sitting on the couch playing video games. I hear the garage door open and it clicks in your head instantly. Like, I didn't take the meat out. So, what do I do? Sprint. Sprint. For the freezer. For the freezer. I can picture it too. Get it out, throw it in the microwave, put it on defrost. And I remember my mom walking in, just being like shaking her head and just being like, really? (laughs) Again. Again? (laughs) No, not even kidding. (laughs) This what this was a regular thing, but the thing is, those were one of the things I'm sure all of us can remember. Something where a parent tells us something and we forget and we and we mess up. But instead of the parent being like really or getting us in trouble or different things like that, God doesn't do that. Mm-mm. God actually care like has his deeper care for us, which is strange to say than our parents. But God has a deeper care for us than our parents. That. He actually wants to lavish his love on us and say, no, it's okay. Like, it's it's going to be okay. Like, we'll figure it out. It's yeah. fine. Let's, let's just keep going. Yeah. And and Jesus actually tells us a story. Um, he tells it to a bunch of people in the book of Luke. This is Luke 15, verse 3 to 7. It says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for the one who is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the mm-hmm. same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Notice the lost sheep doesn't do any work. Yeah. 
The lost sheep doesn't do anything. He doesn't have to do any work to get back to, you know, the flock. The shepherd carries the sheep, rejoices mm-hmm. with his friends. The great shepherd will actually do the same for us. Jesus being that great shepherd actually does that for us. You know, let him carry you back to this wonderful family of God. And because of God's because of God's, you know, abundance and grace and forgiveness, we we can try to maybe forget his own world, even holding judgment to. Mm-hmm. To remember that that person, the same time as us, is part of God's creation, is that very hairs in their head are counted just as ours are, that they're, God knitted them in their mother's womb just as we were knitted in our mother's womb, that they still have the same love that we do from mm-hmm. God. And to remember yeah. that you're just, you're along the same path I am. Yep. Matthew uh, 6, 14, 15 says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly Father will not forgive you of your sins. It's saying that, you know, you can't expect forgiveness and not forgive others. Yeah. That's what what's what we're called to do. Yeah. So I hope this this short message, I think it was rather short, can be one that can, can encourage us to remember that it doesn't matter what, what's going on in our lives, what we've done. But to surrender ourselves and remember that God is the one who loves us so, so much, mm-hmm. rejoices and pursues us and just wants to be in a relationship with us. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Wes. I hope you enjoyed that message too. <laughs> and uh, if you want to get in touch with Pastor Wes, you can reach him at wes at wingfleetbic.com. And my email address is julia at wingfleetbic.com. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll connect with you next week. Have a great week. Bye.